Welcome back to episode 193 of Your Best You Starts here with me, Neil Martin, and my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. How you doing there, Nigel? I was writing for music, but obviously I'm not hearing it at my end. Were you not? No. That's weird, because you should be. I know, but I wasn't. That's why I was doing this. See, so I thought you were dancing to the music, not not no, in I was around. Dancing, thinking it must be coming on, and uh, which it is really interesting because that leads me on to something I want to talk about. Okay. Which is? So we're not having music then. Hey, we're not having music then. We've had music. Oh, we've had music, okay. Which, yeah, that's why that's that's why it was all silent from me because yeah. I, so I don't know okay. why you didn't get it, but hang on a minute. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna flick a switch on something and hopefully you'll get the next bit. But who knows? We'll see. Well, uh, you know, you now sound different. Okay, so that's really interesting because I was sent a book a couple of weeks ago, which I mentioned in, which is a, an aside. But do you remember? Do you ever watch Dragons Den? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when Rob Law, who is the inventor of Trunky, yeah. had the little suitcases for kids, yeah. and he was pulling it along, and Peter Jones pulled it, and the strap came off. Yeah. And they didn't get funding. And they didn't get funding, and they've gone on to become huge. Yeah, I remember. Yes. And, and now they've got a British Airways one, which I've just, I've just ordered for, for my grandson, okay? But the reason it came to mind is that Sometimes, and your music just then sums up what just happened. Because from my end, we messed up, okay? It was like, I was waiting for the music because for 192 episodes, you said, my good friend Nigel is, and he goes, hey, your best year starts here, and you do that song and rap and all that, <laughs> and then we get going. There are times where life throws you a curveball, and you have an opportunity to blame, complain, get upset, and say life's not fair. Or you do like Rob did, which says, I didn't get the funding. Uh, the strap did fall off in on national TV. But you then know your product or your service is phenomenal, and you defy the odds in life and in business, which is the topic of his book, yep. and you move on. So here's the question for everyone who's listening. You will have setbacks, and if you don't have any setbacks, you've not taken enough risks. And if you don't take enough risks, you're not going to get much growth. And if you don't have much growth, you're just going to be okay and average. And we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, that at the end of a meal, when the waitress says everything okay, you want better than okay. Yep. So what do you do when you have a setback? How do you cope with the setback? Because life's going to throw you loads of curveballs. And, you know, you know, I had a crash in my, my pride and joy car. It was a curveball. I've now got a result. I've got another car that's done 30,000 miles less. And often it seems that when you get those curveballs, if you go along with the opportunity and you acknowledge it and you breathe through it, not always, but sometimes something better occurs. So, you know, I've had a commercial finance company. I bought my partner out and I shouldn't have done. And I had equity finance my business and I shouldn't have done. And then I resigned from my own business, which I should have done. And then that got me involved in personal transformation and my life has changed. Mm-hmm. But I, in theory, if I hadn't bought my partner out, which in theory I shouldn't have done and it was too early, I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on now. If I hadn't gone to America and met Jack Canfield, I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on now. So sometimes if you do a – there's two things. You have an autobiography which tells you where you've been. And then my friend Reg Atwell talks about having an auto – sorry, an auto 
biography, things you ought to do. Mm-hmm. So you can go backwards and see where's my life looked like and what have I learned and then what are things I want to achieve. You will find that lots of times in your past life, not past life regression, but in your past <laughs> life, there are things that have been what you thought were setbacks, which have turned out to be phenomenal opportunities, mm-hmm. and things that you thought were going to be phenomenal have not been as much as you thought. Mm-hmm. But unless you record those events and you really look at those in detail, you won't learn the lessons properly because your memory is really interesting. We've done lots of work on this. Your memory literally doesn't hold on to the right information. It picks selective things that have occurred. Mm-hmm. It's no different to relationships, and you've had a few. And you're, 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 <laughs> Charming. <laughs> you're, you'll know some of the good things, and you won't always remember some of the negative things, or vice versa. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm going to cut across you for a minute, but it's that it's that um, it's that classic Steve, memory was the word I was looking. I was going to say it's that classic Steve Jobs thing. First of all, right? You you know you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. So sometimes things that at the time we go, why the hell did that have to happen? You know, oh, oh God, it's the worst thing that ever happened to me. Well, it can turn into the best thing that happened to you, right? It, it, and it literally can. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing is when it comes to our memories, we effectively do three things with them. You know, we delete bits, we distort bits, and then we duplicate bits. So we take things and we go, oh, hang on a minute, that one and that one, they're all kind of a bit similar. So let's just merge it all together into one thing, right? And like, let's make massive generalizations about this is what this means, or oh, every time I'm confronted with that, that's what always happens next, and blah, 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 right? Why? If if you ask me a question, I don't know the answer. No, I don't know. I don't know the answer either. But it's just like, why? Like, why do we do that as human beings? Why don't we just take each each instance of something as it happens, as it comes, and go? Well, hang on, I'm doing the best I can do now. And if I screw up, we like um, to justify. We like to justify why we do what we do based on past experiences. Yeah, and we forget that some of those past experiences actually aren't real. We've made it up. Yep. And then what's even worse, we then repeat bad behavior because we know that behavior. Yep. Yep. Well, there's, there's, um, oh, what, what's, what's the phrase? There is a scientific spray, fr- phrase for this that I've, that I've read about, I've written about and stuff actually. And it's the idea of, um, kind of like having false memories implanted. And it's, it's very much like stories we've heard or stories we've heard from other people where we were supposed to be there and we don't remember it. But we've heard the story enough times we do. And the scientists that have done a bunch of work on this have deliberately told people like autobiographical stories that weren't true, that within a short space of time they believed were true. You know, it's like false memory syndrome. Yeah, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. So Um, here's a question for everyone. Look at five past events that you thought weren't great, were shit, were a failure. You were told it was you're worthless and all the rest. Look at the actual events. And what are some of the lessons you've learned? And then remember that some of the good stuff that you thought was phenomenal may not have been. So that, you know, success and failure doesn't last. Yep. So going back to Rob, Lowe, Rob Law's book, you know, and it's a great read, by the way. His, his, it's called 65 Roses and a Trunky. I mean, it's a great read. And, you know, I, I've, I've done lots of work with him and lots of other CEOs in part of a group that I'm involved in. But fascinating stuff that just shows that what was, an, in theory, a disaster, and on national TV, has turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Yep. That's all I've got for this week, I'm afraid. That's <laughs> it. That's my do, you know, do you know what, though? I mean, 
I think I think one of the other things in there is the the power of the public. If I think back to when he was on Dragons then, and the Dragons went, nah, quality's not good enough. The public watching it went, where do I get this product? And I think sometimes, you know, the and when I say the power of the public, it's not even so much necessarily the public. It's like, who is your target market? So whatever business you're in, whoever your client is, who is your target market? And are you testing things on the right people? Because going to a group of investors, and yes, the product failed, right? Let's put that bit to one side for a minute. No, this, just for the record, this strap failed. Yeah, I know. Not the product. Let, let, let me rephrase that. A part of the product broke. Okay, yeah. During a yeah. product demonstration, a part of the product broke. But how many people watched that product demonstration and went, I need this product in my life? Yeah, but I don't know if it's I need that product or bless him, we need to well, let's support him. No, I think it was we need that product in our life. I think if you've ever gone through an airport with children and you've now got something that means that you don't have to carry them and their bags, because <laughs> that's basically that. what it did. I'm still looking for the one you can sit on. It's like a suitcase. There's like a got an electric motor you can sit on. I've seen what that. I've, I've seen is, that. It's about, I reckon you can get about three pairs of pants and a, <laughs> and a, and a two colour pens in it. Because the idea of that motor and everything else doesn't seem like it's, it's that big. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. You can get it through airport security. I'm not convinced well, the video is real. That is a separate issue altogether. But I was going to say something else just about that, and my train of thought has just gone. But it will come back to me in a second. The concept, though, for everyone is you can do great stuff and still not get approval, and you can get approval and not have great stuff. Yep. You just got to know and believe in your key message. Know that what you're doing is going to make a difference. And a bit like our podcast, you know, we put it out there. We don't know who listens. We know we've got thousands of people who listen to it and who share it. Because I get people who tell me all the time, I heard that thing you said. And I go, well, you know, because we're recording weeks in advance. Yep. And then I've got no memory, so it doesn't really help. But I was in I was in Crete about six weeks ago. And someone said, how's your situation with your daughter? And I go, well, I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> on the podcast, you said. So we don't know what we're putting out. But if you believe your message and you want support and you're looking for a podcast partner, Neil's the man. Don't come to me because I have no knowledge. You know, Neil's a phenomenal coach. There are things that we can do to support you, but you need to reach out. And if we don't have the answers, we're a bit like the AA. We're the fourth emergency service. We will find the right person for you. Mm. And with that, I will see you next week. Okay. And I think the only thing I'll add to that is, you know, if you've if you're putting something out, going back to the example of the trunky, if you're putting something out and you're getting a no, just make sure you put it in front of the right people because chances are that actually your idea is not that bad. It might not be as phenomenal as you think it is, but it's not going to be that bad either, you know. And there is a market for just about everything. You just got to find the right one. And so, you know, if you've got something and it's like, oh, no, something's gone wrong, don't give up. You know, just like, okay, what's the next iteration? What do I need to have to do to improve it? And who do I need to put it in front of instead? And you never know who's watching. And this is back to your point on the podcast, Nigel. You never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know who is going to show up at some point and go, hey, that thing you were talking about, how do I find out more? Or that thing you were on the TV with, how do I find out more? And so... But next week, but next week, Neil... I want to talk about quitting. Okay, we can do that. That will shock you. That will shock you. If, if, you're, if you can't see Neil's face, as I've just said the word, let's talk about quitting. He's now not sure what we're going to be talking about. No, he's, no, he's, he's actually now thinking of a book by Seth Godin, but that's, that's completely no, okay, I'm different. I'm not that clever. I wasn't. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, on, on that note, let's wrap this thing up. If, you, um, if you've been listening to this and you think our strap's broken, 
then send us a message and let us know. If on the flip side you think we've got this great invention called our podcast and you think more people need to know about it, get it in front of them for us because that's always helpful. And we will see you next week. Your message is not-